Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Electric Fishing. Um, today we have Shane Lemon and um, Anthony Garcia. They're two kayak guys that have gone very far in the kayak circuit, uh, KBF, ABA, uh, locally and nationally. And they kind of break down how it is to be a kayak fisherman in SoCal. So it's really cool. If you liked the Greg Blanchard episode, you're going to love this one. Uh, it's for us guys locally. So please check this out and check out ABA and KBF as well. Um, CC30 is going to get you 30% off electric. Please listen to this little piece from them. Amazing sunglass company with amazing lenses. So please check them out. Again, CC30, 30% off. You can get stackers. You can get tech ones, whatever you want. Please check them out. Greatly appreciated. Helps the podcast. Um, check out the Patreon. This is the last day you can get in on it. Uh, it'll be Stray Rats, Jesse, donated two baits. Greatly appreciated. And Caesar put uh, a bait in from last month that someone re-gifted. So that's going to be in there as well as a Depths uh, bait. And that'll be in Tier 2. So Tier 2 with Bobby, you'll have three baits. Tier 1, you'll have one. Uh, check out both tiers and, uh, I'm going to try to get back on the video. It's so hard because I'm so busy, but I'm trying to make stuff work, but you guys know how it is. So please check that out. Um, check out the YouTube. I'm on top of it. Friday will be Frankie Mueller's episode when we're on Yuma. Uh, I'm not sure who's on Monday. I think it's going to be Josh Bertrand. I'm not sure. Um, what else is going on? I got some saltwater guys coming on. And I think that's it. Gosh, I don't have much going on right now. Yuma was great. Like I said previously on the previous episode, uh, Billy, Tristan, everyone, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, check out the YouTube. Please subscribe. Check out the um, on my Instagram. I'm trying to do nine, nine questions with Nick Ed. Trying to get someone new on there every week. It's hard. So hopefully we'll have someone really funny next week. Um, and give us five stars on iTunes. Give us five stars on Spotify, wherever you, you listen to the podcast. Greatly appreciated. And check out Electric Phoenix. And I'll see you guys. Uh, have a happy 4th of July. I'm going to post the video. The video where I eat shit over the bike tomorrow. Uh, on the reels. I really take a digger, and it's funny, and uh, they reposted it on a lot of websites, so you guys will see it. So check it out on Instagram, and I hope you like this episode. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome to Cast and Crank Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cameras went out. It is so hot in here right now. Um, I was supposed to have the air conditioning done today, and I didn't, so I apologize to my guest. But I have uh, our SoCal version of a roundtable. We have two of uh, the premier SoCal kayak anglers. <laughs> we have Shane Lamont and Anthony Garcia. Garcia. Say hi, guys. What up? <laughs> <laughs> um, we tried to set this up for a minute. Uh, Alex was supposed to come, but he's super busy. So uh, Shane reached out and said he could find a guy to come with him and uh, kind of talk kayak fishing. So we're going to kind of talk the SoCal version of uh, what the NorCal guys do. And it'll be cool to hear um, 
the scene. I, I feel like you guys are trying to build something new and trying to get it bigger, especially with the ABA this year, right? Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. So I guess let's start with Shane. Uh, where did you, uh, how did you get into to kayaking and what like turned you on to all that? Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having us on the show. My name is Shane uh, from Corona, California. Uh, I started fishing when I was young, but then kind of got into a float tube in like my teenage years and uh, fished out of the float tube for about 10 years. I absolutely loved it. Uh, fished at Canyon Lake quite a bit. It's a Ooh, private fishery, but be careful. Knew someone that was there. <laughs> it's super private now. It's really tough to get in now. Like you, you can't get in there really. How good was it then when you were fishing it? Incredible, like a mini Clear Lake, like like a insane. mini Barrett, like where you're catching that many. Yeah, a lot. Wow. Yeah, Love it was it. just incredible. Like frog floating docks, everything. There's nothing like it around here. But, um, anyways, that's where I kind of fell in love with bass fishing, and then. Started an Instagram account when I was doing my float tube thing. It kind of blew up. I was ex- excited about it. It's called Bass Thumbs Fishing. I had a little slogan called Keep Your Thumbs Ripped. And uh, all of us bass fishermen know, like, when you catch a bunch of fish, you get your thumbs ripped up. Something to brag about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> even calicos, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah, ripped rip the they crap rip out of you. even more <laughs> than a fucking large amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it related to a lot of people, and I got some traction with that. And then uh, kind of three years ago now I started to see the kayak scene kind of come around on just Instagram or YouTube or whatever and saw it, uh, an ad for bonafide kayaks with Chad Hoover and KBF and saw a guy standing up and fishing out of his kayak. And I was like, dude, I would love to do that without going and spending 20 grand on a bass boat. You know, uh, 1500 bucks for a kayak is something that I could afford at the time. So I hit up bonafide and, um, got in a bonafide kayak and really haven't looked back since. Um, Did you just message him and be like, hey, what kind of kayak do I get? <laughs> well, because, you know, huh, because or did of, you throw your dick around and go, you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like my, my social media did help me get, he you said, know, look how many followers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot, but it's enough to get a little attention from mm-hmm. companies that are trying to market, especially out here on the West Coast. Um, so I, I reached out to them and they, you know, hooked me up with one and. It's really, I really haven't looked back since. I've been on their team now for like three or four years. So you've and been hard into it for about three, four years kayak fishing? Yeah. Were you doing any tournaments before that? No, nothing. So when did you start the tournaments part? So shortly after that, I saw SoCal Kayak Anglers. They're a local club down in San Diego. Um, saw them on Facebook, went to one of their club events, and just went out there and tried to catch five fish, and I couldn't. And, but I think because I couldn't, it like challenged me. And I was like, dude, I really love this. Like, this is something that I could see myself doing more of and started to get some friends in the, in, you know, in the kayak scene, started to gain some friends and stuff because of the tournament scene. And man, I just, I, I fell in love with it, dude. And I started to see like all these big names come up. It, I, I feel like when I got into it, kayak fishing was like maybe, like maybe two years old in general. Um, so it was super fresh and new. So when I was reaching out to a bunch of these different companies, it was so new that I got my foot in the door and was able to get hooked up with a bunch of awesome companies like Motor Guide, Dakota Lithium, like Lowrance, like all these different companies because they're like looking for people to promote their stuff in the kayak scene because it's yeah. so new. So yeah. I, I found that niche and kind of ran with it. But, um, you know, once I got into the club events, I started to like look out nationally and I, I got into a couple of KBF events. Didn't do that great, but... Can you explain uh, what KBF is? It's a kayak bass fishing. It was like basically like the start of like the national kayak Mm -hmm. tournament scene. Mm -hmm. So you have like Bassmasters, right? You have um, MLF. 
So KBF is kind of like what that is in our. Is it like the world. opens, or is it like the bat, like the elites of kayak fishing? Um, I feel like it's it's a little bit more like the opens. They're okay. they're trying to do like a full pro series, um, but it's it's open. Like anyone can enter it if you just buy into it. Okay. So, yeah. But got into that and started to fall in love with it more on a national level. Felt like I, I really wanted to try to make a name for myself out here on the West Coast. And that's kind of when I started to travel a little bit more um, and do a little bit more serious tournament fishing as far as like there was like month long tournaments that we were fishing like a lot, especially like right when COVID hit, there was nothing going on. So we all got in these month long tournaments and I qualified for a championship out in Gunnersville, and so did my boy Anthony and my my buddy Alex, and a few of us. And man, we were just like pumped up, fired up to go out there and what, try to. Compete. What was the month long tournament like? What what is it like? How, what did how did it come along? Like, explain kind of break down what it was. Yeah, so a month long tournament is basically like a thirty day tournament. Like start June first and June at the end of June, catches catch your biggest five fish out the whole month. You can fish as much as you want as long as it's a public body of water. So me and Anthony were at a pudding stone quite a bit. Lake X, what the hell? Either way way, though, dude, you know, that's a a fucking hard lake. Yeah. So even if you could, he could talk about it all day. Yeah. You're not going to catch fish. That's why I have no shame. I have no shame talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, you know, got into those month longs, qualified for a championship all the way out in Gunnersville. And uh, to be honest, too, I, I wasn't really planning on sharing this, but like I'm going to just go ahead and just start off by sharing this as well. Um, I kind of really started to like set my feet in and actually like pursue this a little bit more serious because one of my best friends and my best man at the time, um, I'm not going to say his name just out of respect, but he he uh, he committed suicide. Oh, wow. And it wrecked me. It hit me out of nowhere. And he was one of my fishing buddies and. But one thing that kind of inspired me to just, you know, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I don't really, I, I pursued college baseball and had all these different ambitions, but like now that I have this kayak thing in front of me and with him passing away in the manner that he did too, is like one of the things that was kind of just like keeping me going was like, yeah, all right, like let's, let's, let's go for this, Jared. Like, I know that you'd be stoked about it. I just dropped his name, but whatever. You want me to take that out? It's all good. You can leave it. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I just said, let's go for it. So with that, I started to just pursue it hard. So when Anthony was going to Gunnersville, Alabama, think about us out here on the West Coast trying to go to Gunnersville, he had a fortunate amount of time to drive out there and spend the time to actually, you know, drive there because it's a far drive. And Alex, you got drove, daddy next to you, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah. Alex, <laughs> I'm just saying, Alex drove out there too, and, Al, and Anthony was was kind enough to take all my gear. And I flew out there because I have a little boy at home. I'm just not able to get his way as much, but I still wanted to go and pursue it and give myself a shot at just placing in this big national tournament. Cause it's I do, the, do you have a full-time job? Yeah. I do a uh, construction like masquerading. <sighs> yeah. Dude. So you had to ask, hit up your company to go, Hey, yeah. Can I get time off? Fortunately, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty blessed to have a lot of time off. Like they're really cool. So I've been with them for like 12 years now. So, oh, so. I got my foot in the what door. Do you do? <laughs> I do masquerading. What is that? Uh, so like we we do like the dirt work for like industrial buildings. Mass grading. Yeah. Two words. Oh. Yeah. Get that mic closer to your mouth. Mass grading. Make it fraternity lote, homie. Come on. <laughs> so like the big tilt up industrial buildings, we do all the grading like the dirt like, work. Like uh, Oatman's. Yes. Same thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's cool. Like, you, yeah. is it union? No, oh. I'm not. Oh, that's probably why you get the time off. That's man. why I get the time <laughs> but off. But that, that's bit. super cool that your job yeah. is uh, understanding to know what you're doing. Yeah. To do that because it's like to have a, a job that uh, lets you have that kind of time off. Like, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to where I can schedule stuff around. Same thing with the podcast. Like, yeah. We always talk about like my buddy Whack, you know, Whackham Fishing. Whack. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when I first <laughs> met him, I my kid was, I think he was just like not even six months. Maybe no, he wasn't even born yet, and we would fish three times a week, and my wife hated Jeez. me, dude. <laughs> and I had because I had this job like mm-hmm. where I could make it, where I could fish whenever I want. Yeah. But having a having that set up like that, I feel like someone up above was telling you, hey, you got to try this, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yep. And I'm really glad that I did because, like again, he took all my gear out there. Alex and him drove out there, and uh, I flew out there with literally like four hours of practice at Gunnersville, like a massive body of water. We did a lot of work before we went there, but show up there four hours before, and I ended up taking 13th place out of like 250 kayaks on an, in a big national event. And that that was a huge motivation for me to like, all right, I can I Was can, this your I first year of kind of like seriously fishing? Yeah, yeah. So your first year of fishing, yeah. you do a kayak series, which is a KBF. Yeah. You do the uh, month-long tournament. Yeah. You get your big five fish. Yeah. You on the West Coast. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Then you go to Gunnersville <laughs> and you take 13th out of 200. Yeah. I was stoked. That's and, amazing, dude. Yeah, and they is. were in they were in the national championship cuz I this was my first year I wasn't able to make to qualify for the national championship prior to that. So I was there's different championships going on at the same time. Kayak fishing, you can fish four different events at the same exact time cuz we take a picture of the fish, right? Yeah. CPR catch photo release. So I was fishing the Challenge Series Championship, which was the month-long championship, but it was in person. They were fishing the National Championship. So I was like, I was stoked, but I was like, man, I wish I can fish that third day with these guys at the National Championship because I, I was I was feeling pretty good. I was on a sick chatterbait bite, <laughs> which doesn't happen too often around here, but that's <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. So when was that that you won that tournament? That was uh, October 2020. Okay, so we're pretty new. This isn't that long ago. Yeah. So yeah. now you have the new year. Um, what's is ABA the new thing? ABA is the the new thing as of like last year. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's move over to Anthony so we can kind of yeah. bring everyone up to speed on this vato. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, where did you cut? What like where was your local lakes like? Because you. You grew up over here a little more LA. Yeah, I mean, I would hit the park lakes, but Castaic Lagoon was where my dad took me when I was little, and we would fish for trout while we watched Butch slay the bass out there. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know what I was watching, but I mean, it's freaking legendary what he was doing out there. And uh, we would go while they were stocking trout, and we would just bait and wait for trout. And uh, slowly but surely, we got into the bass fishing scene. I kind of would read magazines in fishermen and like western outer news was a big thing because there was no youtube back then I yeah mean, uh so i would read magazines and show my dad like hey look at this crap like this is let's get into this and slowly but surely he would buy me like little lures like drop shot hooks and drop shot worms and got into that at castaic lagoon and castaic lagoon is legit what taught me everything that and like lincoln park lake echo park lake like damn you're all going the, to the scary ones dude. all the <laughs> i mean those are like my home lakes That's but like, they're good they're so good I well, like I fished even Echo Park's good like 
now. Yeah, it used Let's to be, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it's really it's it's a good lake. It's oh, like yeah. really good. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was epic back in the day. I mean, not back in the day. I'm only 26, so yeah. But that. I mean, six years ago it was probably oh, yeah. really good. Yeah, when I was like 13, 14, I would go oh. night fishing with my dad and his friends and. It was crazy. I mean, Bring a couple of Modellos ready to go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, his pops is a hammer too. In the kayak. Your your dad's really he good too. Throws oh, down yeah. in the kayak. Yeah. yeah, he he gets he gets crazy. I mean, does he fish tournaments as well? Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> he even has a little brother, sixteen, that throws down the kayak too. Yeah, my little brother just won a putting stone tournament. Not no way, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, sick. Yeah, the urban, so, urban Angler Club. Oh like, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, what that is. Yeah, so. Uh, Hey, look at this <laughs> yeah. pro next to you, Yeah, I dude. know. It's because he always uses a mic. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Get on so that yeah, thing, bro. 16 years old, won the tournament. Uh, so your your dad's been a fisherman. He loves fishing. Yeah. Kind of pushed you guys to do it. Yeah, I mean, he went into the military at a very young age. I think he went into the Army at like 18. Oh, wow. Went out east and fell in love with that country, hunting, and everything, fishing lifestyle. And uh, brought it back home and taught me hunting and fishing. And that was that was pretty much exactly how I got into it. And uh, the whole kayak scene, I didn't really know about anything. Mm -hmm. I would fish Park Lakes, and I think I fished an Urban Angler Club tournament in, like, 2018 with Alex Cox. At the time, I didn't know who it was, but then we became good friends, and he told me, like, hey, dude, like, why don't you try the kayak stuff out? So I jumped in the kayak scene at the end of 2019, I think, and uh, fished a couple tournaments and didn't, didn't do well at all. I mean, it was, I mean, there were some freaking hammers out there. And then in 2020, I think I kind of started getting some headway with the whole tournament scene and started figuring stuff out, learning new techniques. And uh, this 2021 and 2022 is when I started doing really well. And uh, this year I went full bore into it because I'm a seasonal firefighter with the Forest Service. So I get uh, from December to May off in the whole year. So I get to pursue the fishing dream. That's why he's so good at bag fishing. <laughs> you know how many dudes are are are, are firefighters like uh, Ruben from your trap bass baits. Mm -mm, no, he's a he's a swim bait maker. Uh, yeah, he works for. I don't know if I should say it. I might blank this out. He works for Irvine, mm -hmm. the fire authority. So like, nice. I'm definitely cutting this out because I don't want people to know what I'm doing. So it's kind of cool, but um, there's a lot of dudes that are firemen that you know kind of have the time to fish and yeah i mean that's one thing that mm -hmm. you're able to did you pick that you think that profession because you wanted to fish no hell no dude i uh i started i mean i started right out of high school i've i didn't even go to my high school graduation i was on a freaking fire somewhere uh when i was younger i was like a troublemaker at high school and stuff so i got into a an explorer academy then jumped right into a fire job and uh, i've been doing that since like 2015 wow dude that's yeah. really cool yeah, so I mean, it just lucked out. I fell in love with kayak bass fishing, and I get the winner to spawn off, and I could pursue the freaking bass fishing dream. What um, what was your big tournament that you entered? Like, was it the same KBF thing? Um, you were doing the same thing he was, or what? That what triggered it all? No, yeah, it was definitely K KBF is like the root of all Evil. kayak bass fishing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everybody chases that KBF yeah. dream. I mean, to win the national championship is like. But they have a bigger presence East Coast, right? Like oh, yeah. they have full yeah. on tournament series, not like online ones here, right? No. I mean, dude, it's pretty big, like nationwide. They they do a really good job of like kind of staying here. Mm -hmm. There's some series that have came and gone, which is understandable because we we haven't been able to pull like the bigger hundred plus field anglers. 
but it you know a little respect has to go to kbf for just at least staying here and giving us all a shot because you know it's tough for us like if it was all east coast or mid-east me and anthony wouldn't even have a shot like it would be really tough you know so yep. he's given us an opportunity to to compete for aoi still and, and and for guys that want to he's still had an opportunity for us so and that was something i was really passionate about about starting my podcast and starting just continuing to push content and, and bring a presence out here on the West coast. Because even like with the podcast scene, like for kayaks, the kayak side, not like, not like your side, but like, no, I get like what you're the saying. Kayak side yeah. of things. Everyone was, was interviewing like everyone on the mid East. Mm -hmm. None of us got any attention out here on the West coast and the kayak scene. Like, I'm but gonna, you know, it's the same with the, the, um, the, the, the term thing with yeah. bass anglers. Cause yeah. like I went and did Frankie Mueller, like, Big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of did the same thing Maddie Wong did. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, I'm but wearing he doesn't, his merch, by yeah, the way. Right? Maddie Wong's the PMA. <laughs> My boy. We love Maddie, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's harder to make it, even I had Josh Bertrand, like they're they're more Arizona. I consider that West Coast still, yeah. you know, but oh, yeah. um, it, you don't get the same attention and it's yeah. a lot more difficult because you got to travel. You got to make yeah. that trip, that trek back east to fish everywhere where you get a Delta tournament rarely. They said it hasn't been years since you've had like a Bassmaster yep. yeah. Delta series. Yeah. Uh, even, and the big thing is with the Delta, it's like its own animal. Like, you dudes stay there. Nobody. All those guys don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. They got enough lakes up there to keep it all going. Yeah. Yep. And you could do whatever you want up there. And yeah. NorCal's like the deal, right? For sure. That's why I was so passionate about trying to bring more opportunity down here, down south and up north, just more opportunity in general for the guys that want to pursue it a little bit more serious than just like at the club level, you know? So um, one thing cool though is that Bassmaster did come out here for the kayak side of things. They actually started like their own kayak series. Bassmaster did just last, 2020 I think was mm -hmm. the first year that Bass actually started a kayak series and they came out here to Clear Lake and man, I was fortunate enough to take fifth place in that event. And that opened up like huge door for me. And then I ended up traveling out to Texas to the first ever Bassmaster championship for, for the kayak side. It's like, I don't even want to compare it to the classic, <laughs> not even close, not even close, but in the kayak world, it was the first ever championship for, for, for a kayak series. So whatever you want to call that, I was able to be a part of that. And that opened up a huge door for not only myself, but just a ton of kayak anglers across the country to be able to, I was at the classic yeah, yeah. walking around the classic as a kayak angler. I'm, I'm with my sponsors, like motor guy. Oh, is that like the one Greg, one Greg went to it too? Yeah. He went to mm -hmm. it last you year. You were part of that 10th. too. I didn't qualify last year. Okay. It's, but the it's year tough before to qualify you were, for okay. it. It's not, it's not, it's not easy to qualify for that one. It's, it's, it's the deal. I enjoy so, that. So, um, it's five fish length you don't care about weight you care no, about length no. just length that's the crazy part to yeah. me it's like i mean i could, still want to catch a, a i still want to catch a fat one yeah but, <laughs> but the fat ones are long bro <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> yeah <laughs> i set you up for that i uh, know <laughs> but uh, so my biggest thing is like it must be so fucking easy to cheat oh, oh. Uh, i don't what, know that, I, 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 I just and I'm not saying he's bringing like, out he's bringing out the cheating right now. Well, no, well, because I, that's one thing that yeah. has always intrigued me. It's like, okay, I've done I've done it with yeah. my son. I've, mm -hmm. I fished like a anglers a clothing had a tournament, so it was three spotties, and we fished, and I had the board, and yeah. you know had this thing on his hand, put it there, did it the correct way, yeah. you know, make sure the fish is sitting the same way. Yeah. Um, 
there's people that are probably fucking engineers with Photoshop. Yeah, dude. You know honestly, what I'm saying? The software that we have and like the eyeballs that good? we have and like the if you get caught, like you're done kind of thing. Yet, like, okay. like legit, like Mike Long's status. Like, <laughs> like if you get caught, you're done, right? So, um, I think there has been people that have cheated. There's been people that have literally cut a real tail off and added the tail on the tail for length, just like an inch or so. And then you want to know another trippy one that I'll just share because Chad shared it. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, <laughs> Who's Chad? He's the owner of KBF. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is a trippy one. You'd never think this. Guys are making a fish shorter. And you'd be like, why would they make it shorter? So let's just say you catch a 19-inch fish. You make it a 17 and a half. There's two fish, 17 and a half and 19. So you have to do less to get your bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You catch one fish, that's two <laughs> fish. Yeah. <laughs> and then as a judge, you see a 17 and a half inch fish and a 19 inch fish. You don't even think, like, this is the same fish. Isn't there, like, the photos have, like, a... um timestamp yeah or yeah. something yeah. on it yeah. there's a, something on the file where yeah. you could look at the like and GPS. data and go okay what's the data on this if it's yeah. di- if it's yeah. the same data it just looks like it's been edited then you could see that mm-hmm. yeah i mean Dude, i'll tell you i'll tell you this really quick these judges are so good though bro i was at pudding stone in a month-long tournament and i caught one fish three different times across three weeks they knew it was and mm-hmm. they knew it was the same fish oh wow yeah. So these judges are that good. So now, who are the judges and what makes them qualified to do that? They're anonymous and they get trained. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're yeah, I think they have their own like private company that. Yeah, they that gotta is, be. They gotta be like for judging fishermen, right? I oh, would for sure. Expect yeah. that to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's not, a hard one because I mean, even any tournament, you're gonna want the right the right dude to weigh your fish. Yeah. Well, they don't fish our events, so That's the good. judge can't yeah. fit. The judge can't fish our events. Yeah, it's like events. an off-site yeah. judge that's not even in the state sometimes. Yeah. But what was your guys' tournament series this year locally? Go ahead. Locally? I oh, mean, was he did he is he the big big dog over here? Nah, I he, mean, go ahead. <laughs> I didn't really fish anything local. I won the ABA Delta tournament and Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. He's so humble sometimes. Did you beat Obie Williams? Was he there? He didn't make it. I don't think he had a Did you beat Mike, Mike Enson? He wasn't no, there either. Oh, no, that I think jerk, the only, I, I think the only person up. that was there was did Greg you, Blanchard. Oh, Greg, that fucking asshole. <laughs> Sierra Nevada. <laughs> that might have been the time that he took a dump on the ramp. I don't know. <laughs> no. Hey, man, these guys didn't show up, dude. They knew They knew the, the SoCal oh. boys were coming up. Hey, the Sorenos <laughs> are fucking coming up. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen's hey, coming, homie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about this? I'll say this, and the NorCal guys may laugh or people may laugh, but what was it? Top 10 was uh, eight SoCal? Yeah. But at the Delta, top 10 was eight of them were SoCal. So never that's been on a, the body of water a, before. So that <laughs> is a that's a different body of water. And we have nothing like that down here. Hell the river system. No. And tides. Mm-hmm. And tides. And, but hold on. Do you guys have motors on your shit? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Who regulates if you can hot rod these or not? I mean, there's not really. I mean, it's an electric motor. It's not yeah. gas. So, I mean, unless you're like. You can't go super, too fast, bro. Super tuning. How like, do they know? Electrically. There's. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm a low voltage electrician. Yeah. So if you tell me 24 volts, that motor won't last as long. But if I put 36, dude, I'm gonna go three. You can. Oh, quarter, no, you can go as. Yeah, you could go as fast as your electric motor could go. I mean, I don't know if you could put that thing that I think Butch Brown is running at the lagoon. I but think, if you put like, 
that's my thing. It's like it, one's it going to stop? A, there's it's like a live scope. It's like live scope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One's it going to stop? One's a cap. Yeah, I there's got to be a cap of like. Think about okay. I want to get into kayak fishing, and now you guys are going to go okay. And I want to be a tournament. I want to be competitive, and I'm yeah. good at fishing. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to buy a boat. It's too expensive. Okay. But how much is your fucking kayak cost with your 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 spot lock? If I had to buy this, I'm not Shane. I don't got the big swinging dick yeah. where I get all the sponsors. Okay, but I I need to buy all this. It's yes. going to cost me. I'm going to say nine thousand dollars. Wrong. How much? Fifteen. Okay, so I could buy a boat. Yeah, I could buy pretty, a little aluminum boat. Yeah, you could buy a aluminum boat, but you can't compete in a kayak tournament. So what makes it so attractive to compete in the kayak tournament than in a boat tournament? Because it's badass. That's, you gotta give me a fucking better answer than that, Shane. Come on, dude. There's something about being in a little kayak, competing against all these different anglers. You can't get up and go 60 miles an hour. It's a challenge to yourself. You got to do a ton but of homework. You can before. fucking launch at different launches. I didn't know that. You can launch at different. I could launches. pull my fucking kayak out and then go to different launch and launch. Yeah. That's a lot yeah, of time off the long, water. Yeah. How, ti- how true, much time are you true. wasting? Okay, you're yeah. right. You're right. So, uh, that ABA tournament did it come down here? Yeah. Yeah. What lakes? Uh, I think it hit Paris, Pote, and Sam V. Yeah. Why doesn't anyone hit DVL? Can't. We can't. You can't have a. You can oh, only have sit DVL. Inside, if sit you're watching, kayaks. if you are watching DVL, we <laughs> want to be on DVL. Skinner, you can't either, right? No. I don't know about Skinner, but I know DVL. You can't even kayak unless it's. A what sit-in. about Silverwood? Nope. Yeah, yeah you can. can. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I've been in yeah. float too. Yeah. So why don't they have a Silverwood like? There's certain lakes that are tough to hold an event at on a mm-hmm. on a kayak like so pyru is the one. pyru is tough because the wind uh silverwood's windy castaic is crazy windy fuck yeah so we, you have to take that in. we had a we had an event last year with the aba at pyru i think right it was yeah. going to be at pyru I was super and then right before the event like two or three days before the event we saw like what was it like 25 mile an hour gusts I don't know, but I still would have done it. I know, but I'm just saying, as the ter- the organization <laughs> crazy, has to be, <laughs> yeah, the organization. Yeah, this guy just, lives life by the quarter mile over here. <laughs> it's tough. It's I was tough. on a crazy bite. I was pre-fishing that thing for like a week. So, you guys, when you go to the Delta, what do you, like you got to be studying way different things than a bass boat would be doing yeah. because you don't have uh, your spots got to be way different. So it's as a SoCal guy. Do you pre-fish? Uh, are you looking at uh, Navionics? What are you looking at? What's the plan? Yeah, everything you just said. Go ahead. Two days of pre-fish Navionics. over here. Two days. Yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to go up there. I mean, it was in the off-season, the fire season, which we're in now. But uh, I was able to go up there for the pre-fishing days. Because we're, we're allowed two pre-fishing days. It's okay. blacked out for like a month, and then you get two pre-fishing days. And it's a two-day tournament. Yeah. So you got to find, I mean, your spot needs to sustain for two days because, I mean, you could. No, but how how far is the two days before the tournament? Right before. Right before. So, so you, then you, Thursday, you Friday, should be able to lock that Saturday, spot Sunday. down. You should be able to, right? As long as it's a. So here's my other question. Did did Lipke fish that? Yes. Yeah. How did he do? Third. Yeah, I think he got third. Okay, you want to know why? Give him juice. <laughs> nope. Saltwater fisherman. Yeah. I mean, he I'm did not really fucking well. kidding. He dude. did really well. You got to think about this. The guy won't talk. I love him. He's very quiet. Yeah. Uh, he, he's uh, a saltwater. I feel like saltwater guys do amazing on the Delta because they know the tides. Yeah. Um, when I bring the the guys from the Delta down here, they, they already got 
spotted baby bass like that. Oh, what are you doing? Tides. Okay. What time is it? Okay. High tides and beer. Okay. Uh, what are you looking at? Rip rap. Okay. Damn, bam. They start stroking him. Yeah. So I feel like that's one reason. Did he go pre-fish, Brian? Mm, I'm pretty sure he yeah, did. Yeah, I think he got a day. Did he? So it's just cool to hear like different applications people mm-hmm. are doing. Yeah. I feel like tides play such a big deal. Everyone I've talked to, tide, tide, tide. Even the like Juan Acosta, the dudes that are way up there. Yeah. Lober, yep. Dutra. So like, did you do research on your tides for that one? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I was catching fish only while the tide was moving. As long as it was either coming in or going out, if there was a law of like an hour, an hour and a half, I wasn't going to catch anything. I would catch like maybe like 10 inches, but that wasn't going to do anything for the tournament. Um, so I based like my day one off of the tide. I was I caught decent fish. I didn't catch. My day one was horrible. My pre-fishing was amazing. My day one was horrible. My day two was I'm excellent. at work. I'm at work. This guy's <laughs> calling me. Dude, I think I have like 100 inches in practice. I'm just like. Which I'm is at, like I'm a at, 20, 25 pound bag. Like, I'm at work. Just ridiculous. I mean, what? A, where did you start? Because it, now it, it all changes. So I think you can talk about where you started, right? Um, yeah. Or do you not want to? I'm in Central Delta. <laughs> That's not fucking town. Did you start Frank's track? Where the no, fuck? I was in, uh, I launched out of Holland Marina. Okay. So, I mean, there's a bunch of spots you get hit. I launched Holland. with them too. So yeah. what were, what did you look for? What was your game plan on that one? Uh, I was hoping to go in there looking for spawning fish, but uh, the, my practice days, I really couldn't find any spawners. I think it might have been a little early. As the tournament came about, spawners started moving up, uh, but the reaction bite was insane. I was catching them on, in practice on a floating worm and a chatterbait, and a floating worm is nothing. That seems to be the deal, the chatterbait. Oh, yeah, you could, right now, yeah. Huh? Oh, the deal. Yeah. So who's, your, who's your favorite chatterbait to you? Z-Man. Are yeah. you guys sponsored by him? No. no. Then I believe you. Yeah. Jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, Jackhammer's for sure. Um, but yeah. So you're throwing a lot of chatterbaits, floating worms, uh, uh, jerkbaits, anything like that? No, no jerk. Whenever I throw a jerkbait, I would catch like pounders like all day. You could freaking catch 50 pounders at the Delta on a jerkbait. Yeah. Uh, but the chatterbait, the floating worm, and punching were the deal. On if you what could, was your punching rig you like to use? Um, the An ounce and a half uh, bullet weight, no whatever tungsten you want to use and uh an owner jungle hook with a missile baits the bomb on the back of it missile baits huh yeah i heard a lot of, uh gary key big missile baits guy mm-hmm. and i've used some of their stuff i like it a lot it's yeah. real bro <laughs> right you can't go wrong <laughs> can't go yeah. wrong well yeah, when I we talked when i had all the delta guys on they the some of them i think like 80 percent like that gorilla hook yeah and then you smell it yeah okay have yep. to did you stop by the bass hole i did Hey, how cool is that owner? I yeah, forgot his name, dude. Super cool. But an amazing dude. I, I told him next time I go up, I want to have That's him That's the on. best name ever. <laughs> dude, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. And it's a cool shop. Like, oh, he, yeah. he was really cool. And uh, they have everything. When yeah. I was on the water, Danny uh, from Blanked was there, mm-hmm. and I was fishing with him, and he caught like a five. Good one punching. And he was right next to us going, this guy's not a fucking fish. Like, <laughs> you know, they, everyone knows each other. It's so yep. funny. Yeah. So you, you figured a little game plan out, and that was your game plan? Yeah. I mean, I tried on day one of pre-fishing, which was Thursday. I tried one spot. Day two, I tried another spot. And day one, I, I knew it was going to be like lights out if I could get those fish to go. I mean, I stuck a five and a six, and then I punched like an eight. So I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to leave. I'm, I don't need a fisher no more. I, left, I stopped pre-fishing by like 11. No, I'm sorry. That day, I fished all day. And, must uh, be nice <laughs> i was i i was at he actually called me like at one o'clock in the afternoon i, I flipped in this mat 
and uh, stuck like an eight and it got stuck on top of the mat. I'm like, dude, there's a freaking eight right here in front of me. I can't get it. And he's like, you're lying. So I took a picture and sent it to him. And there's a freaking picture of a <laughs> fat ass bass. Do you still have that picture? I do. You got to give me that picture. Put on the video now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely send it to you. You better have that picture, bro. <laughs> oh, no, I got it. That's in my phone for life. Yeah. And uh, so day two, I tried a totally different spot. I didn't want to tap the fish because I was the only one in that slough back there because it was a dead end slough. And uh, so I went and tried another spot. And uh, this time I didn't even throw, I didn't get anything on the chatterbait through the floating worm all morning. I fished from like seven to like eight and uh, I stuck a six for first cast and then shook off like nine fish on the floating worm and then left. I left by like nine o'clock that day. I, I stopped. I was like this. I mean, yeah, if day one doesn't work, this is where I'm going to be at. And that's what happened. Day one, I fished the first spot where I thought I was going to be lights out and uh, put up like 89 inches. I think my day one was, which was. How many I days? Mean, how many days was the tournament? Two, two, two days. Okay. So day one was trash. Okay, before I mean. we get to day one, let's talk about what Shane went through. <laughs> well, because how, what did you play, Shane? I think I was like what fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Out of how many dudes? Forty. So, so to me, if I can finish uh, twenty mid pack, I'm I, always happy. I oh, felt yeah. good, especially 100%. when you hear how I went. It wasn't like him two days, Mister shaking off eight pounders. <laughs> Uh, I, I've never been in the Delta before besides yeah. like November of the year before was my first time ever. My practice went horrible. I didn't have practice. Uh, hey, I literally drove I practice, up. I practiced for you, bro. <laughs> no, I, I got, I got a oh, little. Do you have, hold on. Do you guys team up? No. No, no, I mean, no. I'm not saying team up, but do not, you have like a, a, you know how they say, uh, saltwater has a code group? Yeah. You got a code group, like a, your boys? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 hundred yeah, percent. Like, you know, if you're, if I'm going to fish and I'm like, Hey, we all bullshit each other though. Mm-hmm. I, do, I I don't. I let him know exactly what I'm doing. Like, what the yeah, I know. Man? Like, really, motherfucker? <laughs> Damn, fool. Like that, huh? Yeah, green pumpkin cinco, bro. Really, it's black blue. All right, remember, buddy. Remember that. Remember that when you're on a ride to uh, Gunnersville. I'm just kidding, dude. No, but seriously, like, um, before before the event, try to do as much homework as I can. I called a couple buddies that I knew knew the Delta pretty well, and I ended up wanting to go to Cruiser Haven. Have you heard of Cruiser Haven no, before? I it's a dead end slew too. It was like during the spawn, so like dead end sloughs seem to be like where the bigger mm-hmm. fish were gonna be going to spawn. So the tide it affects those dead end sloughs, but not as much. So I felt kind of comfortable there because not used to fishing tide. So I tried to go somewhere I was comfortable because I'm a huge I'm a huge advocate for like just being confident whatever you choose to do. No matter what, you got to be confident. Or you're mm-hmm. not gonna catch them. Period. So I felt confident going to that slough. It was about a 45 minute kayak ride. So, anyways, what do you mean, like in the fucking kayak? Four, going? four and a half miles an hour, bro. Fuck. Yeah. How many times did you get wake assholes? I didn't. Not too much. Like no. it wasn't that bad out there. Hey, it's it's fucking scary out there. Like we're driving with Danny. Yeah. And the first thing, we I'm like, it's not even cold out here, dude. So I just had a shirt and a hat on. Yeah. We go like sixty miles an hour, and I'm fucking. Then it got cold. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, you know, like, yeah. And it's it's and I and I see boats driving like, like fast. So I'm yeah. like, I can't imagine the wake. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're uh, we 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 get there, it's like five in the morning. Okay. I I drove up to the Delta at five in the morning. Lines ends at six thirty. So I literally get to the Delta at five a.m. Wait, you drove at midnight up all the way the through the night. Yeah, all the way through the night. No practice, nothing. Just show up. What doesn't that fuck you up though? Not sleeping. No, not when I'm like ready to go. You're an animal. Not when I'm ready to go. It's just it's what I gotta do. I got I got a kid at home. I gotta number my days away. So like that that's how Does I'm able to go. Does the wife trip if you leave like overnight? 
I mean, not really. I'm, I do it quite a bit. I just gotta. I just. I just. You'd have rather like put a your kid amount, to bed and then go. I'd rather. Have, I. I just have a certain amount of nights that I kind of can be away. Basically, okay. like two or three is like. That's what I. That's what I got. So, I take advantage of it. It is what it is. I'd rather be there than not be there. So, anyways, I get there and I make a forty-five minute ride to, um, um, Cruiser Haven. I pull up there and ended up catching like eighty-five inches. Like just like wow, right great, away, right? Yeah, so I felt really good. Same thing, kind of with Anthony, like Chatterbait and bed. I was bed fishing, too. Oh um, my god, you dirty, dirty fisherman! <laughs> yeah, I know bed fishing is horrible. <laughs> Fucking Mike Long over here. <laughs> nah, nah, in the mouth always. In the mouth. No, isn't um, that? I mean, that's that, that's always a shock to me. Is bed fishing with swim baits is like a no no. Mm-hmm. But tournaments, it's fine. Yeah, tournaments, it's fine. Yeah. Do you guys have live scope? Just Yes. You do? Yeah, we but for the do. Delta, I, was, I didn't even have You don't have need it right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, I made it. You go back to your story. No, it's all good. I just, <laughs> I don't really have like the greatest of stories. I, I mean, I should. No, it's there. interesting. Like, I, yeah. I, this is the shit that yeah. I learned over podcasting with different people. Like, I try to do different episodes. So, like, I like the informative ones because I feel like some guys want to hear like the backstory of like what you did yeah i fished it yeah, yeah not everyone wants to hear us get drunk and say mm-hmm. fuck and shit and, yeah. you know so Shame. i get it and i'm so i want to i want to hear everything yeah. else you're saying yeah yeah i mean so i had a great day one caught 85 inches chatterbait bed fishing um and went into day two i was like i kind of thought about maybe running new water but i i found some stuff day one um that i could expand on possibly and it just didn't really work out. I still caught a limit, I think like 78 inches or something, or 80 inches again. Um, ended up 15th, and one of my best bros won the event, so it was it was a great time. When you when you found day one, what you liked? Yeah. Did you go when you got back to the camp? Were you looking to go like, okay, where else can I hit like that? Dude, the delta's so big. I was just kind of like, I felt good. I felt like I could almost repeat it, especially like I said, like. When I caught the 85 inches, I went and found new water for tomorrow, right? Because I can only go so far in a kayak yeah, anyway. So yeah. I was like, man, I feel really good here. I know there's more bed fish here. I know that there's bigger cruising fish here, Cruiser Haven. There was literally cruisers in there, like cruising around that I couldn't catch on day one. So I felt really good going back there, you know? And it was only like my third time ever on the Delta. And I just caught 85 inches. I'm like, if I go somewhere else and don't, then I'm going to second guess. So I might as well go somewhere that I'm confident in already and just expand on what I saw yesterday. And like I said, I caught fish, did well, caught some big ones, but just didn't catch that consistent, you know, big bite. So I felt really good about it though. Like 15th of 40, it felt good. So then champ over here. Yeah. (laughs) Took first, second day, you felt great. No, no. No, Get up I, on that fucking mic. Anthony. I uh, I uh, I actually had a plan of fishing where I I shook off all those fish on my second day of practice, mm-hmm. fish because we were gonna have a like a nine thirty to ten a.m. tide swing where it was gonna go from coming in to going out or something going out to coming in whatever, and uh, it within that tide that tide swing was gonna last like thirty five minutes. So I was gonna try. So I was gonna go fish my day two practice spot and then leave relaunch yeah. like you said, yeah. and then uh, use that that lull to go to the day one spot. And uh, so I, I went into the the practice day spot and didn't get anything on the floating worm, but there was a ton of bed fish in there. So I was like, fuck, I mean, I'm gonna tear it up right now if I could see them. <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah. it was low light at the time. I finally, finally started seeing them. Uh, I think I caught like three fish in the morning, one being an 18, which was like a three and a half, four pounder. And uh, 
I ended up finding a, a giant on a bed. It was, I, I don't even know. I didn't think I weighed it, but it was like 22 or 21. And Probably like seven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A big old female on a bed. Stuck her. And by the, I worked her for like, I don't know, like three hours before I finally caught her. No way. You yes. sat there for three fucking hours. Yeah. So I wasted. How many inches do you have before you, you had that fish? I only had three fish, I think, at the time. And what was the inches wise? I mean, because you could uh, have three big fish and still no, do good. No, I had like a 12, a 13, an 18, and then finally I caught that fish. And Three no, fucking lying. hours. Lying, you were I'm that lying. confident in no, that. No, I'm lying. I caught the male. The male was 18 and a half. So I had an 18 and a half, an 18 from the morning, like a 12, a 13, and then I finally caught her. And uh, But I, I mean, she was active. I, I was throwing a swim bait in there and she would kind of get aggressive on it, but she wouldn't freaking eat it. And, do you uh, got a certain color choice you like to use when you're doing that? Of uh, swim bed bait. fishing, yeah, no, white like everyone else. No, hell no. I like the no. most natural. Yeah, Shay knows. I like the most natural <laughs> looking crap. Me too. I don't throw okay. white on there. Yeah, no. No. like when I see people throw. I mean, to each their like own. A but grub with the trip. Yeah, no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> with no, the trip, <laughs> no Mike Long stuff. No, I mean, I'm not sponsored. Two by ounce weight trouble. No, I'm not sponsored by any bait companies, so I'll throw whatever I use out there. I I was throwing a. The freaking uh, Tater Hog Glide Bait. Okay. The, the uh, freaking, uh, what is that shiner that they sell? Um, so Glide you're throwing on top of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So All I was right. throwing it. That was, I'm super confident in the Glide during the spawn because, I mean, they just tear Dude, it up. Tell them, really quick, pause the story. Tell them, <laughs> tell them what you're catching them on. Um, that freaking bass. So I finally got my hands on the codename Bass by Depths. Yes. And, uh, I mean. The, <laughs> that thing's from, fucking huge. It, it is, but they tear it up. So from January to March, I was just wrecking them on that thing. I couldn't Matt Pano, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean. Dude, that thing's like a legal bass, dude, like 12 yeah, inches. Yeah, it's like 11.75 or some crap like that. Have you seen that big one? I don't know what it's called. I just saw that. Yeah, the, the brand new one that they came with. Like Depths something came with a G or something? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually found it at Save on Tackle, and I was like, this thing's way too big. It's like 14 inches long. It works, dude. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but... Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that codename Bass would work, and then I saw the first female come and freaking T-bone it. Dude, when, it he makes showed sense, me that thing, when he showed me that thing, I was like, you ain't catching nothing on that you, thing. You run on the Bailey <laughs> stick? Then, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. just freaking I love that. Him. That swim bait rod is amazing. Oh, yeah, I love it's that. money. Yeah, it's a really good rod. Yeah. So you're you're throwing on this bed for three fucking hours. Well, no. Get... So I was throwing the glide at it, and uh, I had to reposition myself onto, because it was like right on the left side, left side of a weed mat. And uh, so I freaking pretty much put my kayak on the mat so I wouldn't keep drifting away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, throw the glide in there. She hit it one time and like, hit it to where the freaking hooks faced away from her lip and i didn't i didn't swing on it because i could see her i was like fuck that i'm just gonna scare the crap out of her and then uh, i buy these baits from the uk they're like legit small largemouth bass they're like eight dollars a pop but they are money during the bed fishing time he's never he's a. not gonna say what the name of it is. he's a. i don't even know the name I bought <laughs> for the record he's never told me about these baits. this is my first time hearing this i've told you about the baits don't continue no yeah continue anyway they look they're like hand painted like they look legit like a largemouth bass. okay so i texas rigged it put on a half ounce weight flipped it in there and like the second cast she made it disappear in her mouth and i was like he's Holy so lucky shit. dude he gets so but lucky. that was three hours of yeah work that was that. like three and a half hours so wrecked. what made you make that choice to know how big you knew it was in the 22 inches so at mm -hmm. the time you're what like 40 30 something yeah no i was probably within like like the 50s so i knew at it was the gonna, time yeah so yeah. you knew if you caught that fish you were going to be in the 70s. 70s at least okay. so on day one i finished in 10th place and i knew i needed like at least 100 inches to 
do yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was like, there, there's a female sitting right here. It's already, I've already spent an hour and a half, so I'm just going to continue fishing it. And then eventually she bit. And then uh, it kind of just got the ball rolling. Then I caught another seven pounder and then another seven pounder. And it was, it was <laughs> freaking insane. So how many inches did you catch that day? Um, 99.75, I think. Were you close to the second place? Uh, yeah, I yeah, think he was like inch. an uh quarter inch behind me. Did they sandbag? Did, Did anyone sandbag? Because I, I heard sa- about I this. Sandbagged. Did you? Well, I didn't sandbag. What I didn't have ser- I didn't. Asshole. I didn't have service. <laughs> I didn't have service, so I, I could have. That's uh, what they I, all say. They I think, have service. <laughs> I think I uploaded one twenty one or whatever, and then uh I just went on a giant sango spree. I was finding any isolated tule points, flipping a sango on, and I was ripping fish off. And Dude. luckily, they were all like seven pounders. Uh, so I think I caught like two sevens and a six that day, along with a couple fours. So you caught like a twenty-something pound. Bag oh yeah, day. yeah, it was freaking epic. That was his first, first live win, right? No, the week before I had just one rose. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you you've been on a tear then. Dude, yeah, he went on a the, he went on a tear. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, when. So so when you, so how do the weigh-ins work? Like are the the check-ins? So you come up, you're done, you're mm-hmm. done fishing for the day. Do they go through everyone's like uh, numbers and you're just waiting to see? I'll what take the, I'll take this yeah, part. Yeah, you could have okay. a tournament director. <laughs> I'm not a tournament director, but we we set the ABA up a little bit different this year. Are you, so, this? Are you helping with that? Look it. I thought yeah. you didn't want any more fucking beer. Uh, I got thirsty. Okay, if you want more, I'm telling my wife. Okay. <laughs> and no, you're getting picked up. Yeah. <laughs> are you really? No, I'm driving. Oh, driving? Oh. Okay, <laughs> this is my first one. It doesn't hey. matter. He's yeah, you're good. Yeah. So no, we uh with the ABA series this year we we have a uh, an interesting weigh in. So and this was so hard, especially for myself, because homie over here knew he was like top five. But we we shut the leaderboards off at Sunday when we get off the water. The leaderboards are off dark. No one knows where they're at really. Okay. Guys can kind of figure it out. And then we wait until Monday night at five PM to do a live Facebook live awards bullshit yep why I'm, if i'm at the event i want to see the shit happen now that's Dude, what we, i said we've had we've that's had i said <laughs> yeah but he knows we we've had a crazy did, did good fuck, response did fucking mike bond talking to that bullshit <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole mike i know who you are no you dude, son of a bitch okay people people know mm-hmm. pe- when when there's live awards like no one shows up yeah like literally like 10 people show up okay we we were having like so this is 60, what you gotta do. 75 this is what you gotta people do. online. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, when you have live, so when the tournament, when like you're done. a thousand done, views. This is what you need when you're done. This is what I would do. This is how people get stick around at the SBS. You need to get those sponsors to give like something big mm-hmm. to give away. So say you enter the tournament, you get 50 dudes entering, okay? Raffle ticket for each dude that entered. Uh, certain weights get this, more raffle tickets, whatever. So you got like a fucking Traeger, you got fucking two Lexa 400s, you got whatever it might be, and you raffle that shit off at the end. Because guess what? That shit doesn't cost a company nothing. Yeah. They're going to tell you it cost them fucking 500 bucks. It cost them 40 bucks to make a little real. Ten cents. Not even that, dude. So it's like, yeah, they can donate that, and it's the people will stick around. Mm-hmm. No, and it's publicity so for the company. Yeah, but how much fun was it, though? I don't know. I was pretty pissed, dude, when you didn't want to tell me. So it's cool, but the only thing I would <laughs> he think. He had fun. Yeah, I had fun. I had I fun, think, no doubt. But you get the, the on stage thing is what I, I mm-hmm. want. I want a big, if I'm going to go tournament, I want a big like show. 
Yeah. Like, hey, if it's I'm just, like, fuck, I think I won. Okay, let's walk up to the podium. All right, here's yeah. the next person, second mm-hmm. place. You're listening. Oh, shit. Is it me or is it the other guy? Yeah. Another guy gets second, you know you're first. Yeah. It's just a lot of time and cost and energy to put that on, too, though. I get Damn. it. I yeah. get it. I mean, it's cool either way yeah. to do it. So ABA, it's a little bit more this is a, part of ABA, the Delta. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit more of an affordable way for the ABA to do it. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. And you're trying to help move this forward. Yeah. Okay. Especially after being four days on the Delta at the end of the, the second day, um, everyone's spread out, waiting for everyone to show up. I mean, you're talking like hours after the event. So it's just something that we kind of tried out this year. It's not something that we're, that we're like looking to do like forever. What about a boat check-in? What do you like, mean? Like, I mean, you couldn't really do that because you can't have live wells on the fucking kayaks. No. no. Yeah, that'd be too hard. Yeah. yeah. Like an MLF. Everything's on the app. All the fish, all the pictures, everything's on the app, which is kind of fun because, like, everyone can follow along, like, all day. So this is the the thing, though, is, like, if you end the tournament at 2, everyone's back in by 4, right? Yeah. But I guess you're at the Delta. Everyone's got to drive home. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Only the winners show up. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So that was your, your, like, big, uh, that's the best you've finished locally or in California? In California, yeah, that was I've I've never won a tournament in California. So you uh, won two. You won Roosevelt two as well. Or well, not? yeah, the week prior in Arizona, I won I won uh, the KBF Trail at Roosevelt. Wow! And yeah. do you, have you fished Yuma uh, the river at all, Colorado? We talked about this with the uh, the dudes out there, and they said nah. Yeah. They don't really have a kayak scene out there. Yeah. And no, the week before Roosevelt. Nah, it was or the, the week, week after, after the Iron Delta. Man. He goes to Louisiana and goes to Caddo, and takes second. Second, dude, you're on a fucking tear, bro. Yeah, and then I stopped fishing after that. <laughs> How long has it been? Like a month, a month and a half, maybe. Now you're gonna try to catch some tuna. Yeah, and yeah, no, we're gonna go after chase some yellowtail tonight. See what's happening. He works on the weekend, so sorry, yeah. buddy. Yeah, I hear you. Well, guess what I have now? I reached out to one of my kayak friends. His name's Adam Riser, and nice. he gave me some questions for you, fucking SoCal assholes. <laughs> So let me pull my phone out And we're going to ask you some I'm like hey I want something good uh, Just to you know Here we go Adam knows knows what's going on I don't even know who that is Yes you do I do? Adam yeah yeah, he's a a tournament guy If you saw him you know know him He is Let's see He's more Hobie BOS right now though He's east coast? Yep Well not east coast but kind of Okay like Tennessee. Here's here's a good one. This is from Adam as well. Okay, so this is I'm not going to be like this is for me. I'm like I don't I definitely don't talk like this. Uh, he said there seems to be a handful of kayak anglers that almost always seem to finish near the top at all tournaments. What sets them apart from others that allows for their frequent success? This is a great fucking question. Um, Shane. Shane, we'll start with you. Uh. Well, after talking to a couple of the guys that I guess are consistent quite often, especially like not only here, but over in the East Coast too, I would say the biggest number one thing, and I talked about a little bit earlier, is confidence, man. Like you have to have confidence. And that's why I love Maddie's shirt right here. Positive Maddie attitude. Uh, Positive mental attitude is huge in our sport. And like if you don't have it, like you ain't catching them. And I feel like the guys that go out each tournament and they know they're going to catch them in certain spots. They have that confidence in their baits and their gear in their, you know, the, the area and the lake that they're going to, 
that's what I feel like builds success, consistent success. And that's what I've heard time and time again from a ton of different anglers. So I'd say confidence and positive mindset on the water is like the number one thing. Same thing, Anthony. Um, it, it, it's going to end with confidence. I think the dedication that you put into the tournament time trail, on the, time on the water, scene, not even that just at home, like you get off of work. When I would get off of work, I would look at Google earth and like right before that cattle event, I've never been to that lake in my life, but I was studying the hell out of it on Navionics and any other freaking information that I could grab on that lake. And uh, by the time I got there, I I knew I was caught. I mean, I wasn't like cocky like that but i was calling like all right there's gonna be fish here there's gonna be fish there and uh, luckily it panned out and that's what it all comes down to in my book i think like shane said the confidence but you gotta get that knowledge of the body of water you're gonna be fishing start don't wait till the week before the tournament so as soon as you figure out that you're gonna fish that event start planning ahead educating on yourself of past year tournaments what happened there and everything like that which will lead to and the confidence you and have stay away from doc talk <laughs> Doc here's, talk here's, is like the, what about the difference between like the east and the west why is it so successful and the tournaments are so much bigger um payouts are bigger on the east coast is it just because there's more people that buy kayaks back there and want to fish like what's the difference i don't know because we have a bunch of dudes out here that could be i mean every event that we you got, think it's because of the lakes suck out here i mean that's 100 percent how it is i mean our lakes are freaking tough because weekend people just go out there and kill it and they'll take bass home out there i mean when i was out there i didn't see anybody taking fish home you if see I, people still, still take fish home here oh yeah castic lagoon they take like eight pounders there i've seen it all the time this past year yeah nobody knows about hey, it because they'll probably those fucking mexicans dude. <laughs> let, dude let's face it too bro like they like these lakes that they have out there that they're fishing like the tennessee they're, river system florida kentucky like yeah south and, carolina and, like, and we have, got they have slot limits and we got pudding stone yeah like <laughs> but the money should be there because you should be able to get the the field the inner we you know should. what i'm saying you that's should why, be able to that's why that's why we've been kind of changing it up a little bit across the, the whole you know like the, not in the united states across all of california west, west coast yes wild west bass shell kayak series california bass nation and like aba three bigger organizations we got all of us have bigger buy-ins bigger payouts like we're paying what's out. the payout for say say like uh i seen what adam like that russ snyder the shit he enters as the kbf mm -hmm. yeah what's the payout on those those are like 22 grand right it just well that the one event like the national championships are are huge payouts but okay. like their trail series payouts now that they're running kind of two days probably anywhere from like six seven eight nine thousand dollars then if what you is win, it, then what's the, the your trail tournament like ABA? What's a typical payout on that? So we're doing $250 entry fee now. Okay. With we're getting about 40 boats. So our payouts are about three kayaks. Kayaks. <laughs> 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 kayaks. We're paying I about got a fucking bust. We're, all no, Come on. we're paying. Well, they're they're like mini boats now with our. No, I get I stuff. get what you're saying. But yeah. So, so what's the We're payout? We're like three like, grand. Why can't, why can't you get, so here's a question. What is the, uh, what do you think they get boat wise back East? Well, if you look at it, it's about, I'm just trying to find the separation. Is it sponsors? Well, Hobie, Hobie is, is like it, hitting like 200 kayaks a tournament. Oh shit. And yeah. you guys are getting 50? We're getting 40. Okay. So yeah. if you had 200, you'd be at the 10,000, 8,000. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Mark. Okay. Yeah. 
how, how do you get there? What's what do you think the plan is? Um, there's That's so like many the, kayak anglers. I feel like salt has a shitload too. There's a lot of good salt guys. Yep. Really good salt guys. But yeah. finding more fresh guys is gonna be the hard part, right? It's uh it's the million dollar question right now. What's your what is your plan? What's your plan? Like what what would you like to see more of to get people into kayak fishing? Okay, or maybe I was, get I was like actually more comfortable, about, you know? No, I was actually thinking about it th- this week. Like like Yakabass and SoCal kayak anglers, they their entry fees are about fifty bucks for Yakabass plus side pots. SoCal kayak anglers is like thirty bucks. Okay, they're pulling like seventy five, hundred anglers per tournament. So you know what you need, someone to cough up more money for payouts. That's it. Yes. So, but one thing that I've noticed too, in talking to some people about this and just kind of seeing things happen in front of me, and being a part of the community and stuff, is like, it's funny because I was thinking about this earlier today. So it's funny that you brought this up, but. When we were down at Lower Otai this past weekend, we had 34 kayaks, okay? But 20, 25 of those kayak guys were, like, legit kayak anglers. Like, they came from Utah, Utah, Arizona, NorCal, and SoCal all came down to Lower Otai. There was only 34, but but fishing against those 34 guys was, like, incredibly fun because it's, like, top guys. So with these bigger entry fees, it's going to draw more talent, which is hard for the the, the local guys who may feel like intimidated a little bit to enter into these events, which may be the reason why it's not getting more numbers. Because if you, f- if you even think that you can't win, then why are you going to fish a tournament for 250 bucks? And that's just the entry fee. It's a two day tournament. Dude, raffle, raffle, raffle. That's the, mm-hmm. the shit that mm-hmm. makes it worth it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean like, so SBS, we have, there's masters and rookies, mm-hmm. but but uh, some of the the rookies are you know could fish masters. No yeah, problem. like you know what I'm saying. So it's like that's what I was kind of getting at too. Is like it was fun to have a little smaller field with like I don't know if it would have been in more enjoyable if there was a hundred boats on lower you know what Otai. Thought, so this is what kayaks. we tried to do. So kayaks. a slave dirty. Did you see <laughs> that? Did you see the tournament series? We tried mm-hmm. to do the kayak one. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make it. I had Butch coming in that night, but I was going to be the runner boat. Yeah. Um, to me. What I want is to go, okay, you pay, um, say, say the tournament entry fee is 250 Now, all I need you to get is a sponsor. Any kind of bait sponsor, anything, they could pay 50 80 bucks for that tournament. Yep. And then we promote their bait company. And it could be like any bait, any bait you can think of, like that, like Boondock, whatever, Statement, any little company. They pay, you could find someone to, to back you if you're really into it. And then you get them to pay the difference, and that's what's going to pump up the, you know what I'm saying, the, yeah. the payouts. Yeah. And I feel like when people see bigger payouts and bigger bigger raffles, so you tell them, hey, donate a, a couple a prize pack or something. It doesn't even need to be your fucking shit. It could be someone else's. Yep. Yeah. But you get your name out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, a, that, it's event, a that event was cool as shit, too. I was, I was Did like, you fish I was that there, one? Yeah. Okay. That's a tough yeah, equation, no, though. You fish salt then, huh? Uh, that was my first salt event. I have a, I fished Marina Del Rey like one time out of my PDL and it was cool. I caught like a 19 inch halibut and like a bunch of sand bass, but I've Let's never. Let's not talk uh, about that place anymore. We're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Long Beach, Long Beach. Wall. Yeah, Long Beach is definitely South Shores. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, there's like, like, I think the, one of the top dudes is Brian Lipke. I keep talking about. 
Mm-hmm. The dude fucking entered like a kayak tournament and won with like 30 dudes in it. And he still is a top. Like, he can do it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, man, there's dudes like that, like, where I'm like, you could find those certain guys where you could be like, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd pay for his entry fee. Like, I even hit him up on that tournament. Yeah. He said you guys had one, like, or something was going on that time for him. I'm like, hey, do you want to fish this under cast and crank? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll pay your entry fee, and if you win, you could keep all the money. Yeah. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. You don't like it. Just to be involved, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just finding those companies to be involved. And I think with ABA, if you can find that involvement, that's what's going to change everything. We, we have... We have Mustang, we have Seaguar, I saw Hucks, all these crazy things. Like if you get if you catch the biggest limit of the tournament, you get like three hundred dollar Costa sunglasses. Um, if you move up in the if you, if you have the biggest move up in the day, you, you get like this two hundred dollar Mustang PFD. That's like there's sick, tons yeah, of things yeah. that, and if you catch the biggest fish, you get a thousand yard thousand yard spool of Seaguar or something uh-huh. like that too. Like tattoo all day, I'll take that shit. Yeah. Yep. So like Fuck. we we have things, and I feel like we have a, a great thing. And for me, I mean, I know a lot of guys get a lot of anglers do get caught up like, oh, you guys only had 40 kayaks. But, dude, I think it's I think it's so fun, bro. Like we have so much fun at these two day tournaments, dude. Like yep. and it's more money. Like it's worth it for me to go travel up to the Delta because I can win three grand instead of like if I go up for a yacht. But you have you have kayaks you, you'll give away as well, right? Yeah. So the AOI of, of our series this year is going to win a $10,000 rigged out Hobie. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah, and first place of our TOC wins ten grand. If we get all fifty people to show up to it, we, we're going to qualify fifty guys. So, I mean, we have we have a good thing going, and that's what I was telling the ABA earlier. Like, we just got to be consistent. Let's roll it out next year. Whatever happens this year, like, let's just roll it out into next year and, and be yeah, consistent. Yeah, not yeah. change a bunch of stuff. I feel like when you change a bunch of stuff, everything. Well, it's just cool gets all you're crazy. involved. Like someone yeah. that really knows what's going on is involved. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the times you get. You, you and uh, uh, nothing against like sponsorship stuff, but they want a certain like look for something, so they're gonna be like, yeah. change this, this, and this. Well, you're the angler; we can talk to yeah. you, mm-hmm. so yeah. they'll know what you want. And we're the only series in California right now that's doing two day tournaments, cause, like through for a whole season. You know, some some series have one, or there's a kayak pro tour that's out for the Wild West. They're yeah, doing two day yeah, tournaments, yeah. but like I'm just saying, like for an open series. We're doing two-day tournaments, and we're having a blast, man. We're And we're pulling anglers, like I said, from a bunch of different states, too. So it's, I don't know. We're getting guys to travel. It's worth the travel, but the local scene just isn't showing up that much. You got to build it up. I mean, yeah. just finding, con- the, getting, getting these guys confidence yeah. to come down. Because you got enough fucking kayak guys to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's, like it's, I said, all, even when we go up north and when we, when, the, when we come down south, the field is stacked. So that's what I'm saying. Like, these local guys that may not feel confident enough. It might be holding them back a little gotta bit. Get but. In it, yeah. Are you on with Demiki? Uh kind I mean they're just he's a really good friend. Oh really? Like super good friend, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I Daniel fuck. is like one of my really good fishing friends. Really? Yeah. He's they're, a fucking dick. Their little blade blade baits are legit. Axe blade? The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Demiki rig jig head. Dude. <laughs> you like that? Twenty eight pounds at Lake X. Local lake. Really? 28 pounds. The Demiki? The, the jig head. No yeah. way. Yep. I mean, it had a, a, a Z-Man uh, streaks, the 3.75. No, it didn't. It had an armor shad on it. Oh, it had an armor shad. <laughs> it had an armor shad hey, if you want to I'll let Daniel know shad. that. I'll let Daniel know that. Yeah. Ask Shane. Um, I, called, I called Shane the freaking. I'm telling you, bro. He's the luckiest angler I know. 
I called Shane. I was I like, dude, I, ju- I, I just lost tell. a 13 Consistently pounder. lucky. <laughs> this is a good one for Shane. <laughs> How much time do you devote to content creation versus improving on fishing techniques? <laughs> That's a hard one, dude, because I feel like that could go either way. Um, I mean, for me personally, like definitely more improvement on fishing, to be honest. Like I put way more time in learning about new techniques. Like I'm going to be flat out honest. This might be a little corny, but I'm a subscriber to Bass University and I listen to Bass University all the, all day long. That might be corny, but there's some <laughs> juice. There's some good stuff on there. And still my guest and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like Bass U is like, you know, a, a good place to learn about a bunch of different techniques. But anyways, do you ever, I, now, now I, have a, I have a question on this. Uh, how truthful do you think these motherfuckers are? You know what I'm saying? I'm just think saying, that, like, they think, might tell you yeah. the technique. Like, yeah. I could tell you to get a weight, put a hook, make sure you get a polymer, make sure the hook's face that way. That's it. You know what I'm saying? How much do you think you could find? There's always things that guys hold back. Just like I told you, like, I'll tell them green pumpkin, but it's really black and blue. I remember that, so, by the way. I'm just saying, like, there's always things that guys will hold back, but it's, it's cool still good to, yeah, yeah, to hear, cool to like, your... different mindsets on certain things. But anyways, for me... I don't, I'm, I'm not Greg Blanchard. I don't produce content like literally like three times a week or anything and editing all the time. Like but I only people do don't understand how much it takes to do a podcast once a week. It's a lot mm-hmm. of work. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you figure, okay, tonight, for instance, hour and a half, maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm done. I go back. I cut the parts out when I got to take a piss. It takes me probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. Then I cut the, the beginning and the end. Then I bounce. It takes another five minutes, okay? Then I go back and record the intro, which I fuck up probably five times. Redo it. <laughs> so it's like just to do the audio portion, Yeah. maybe an hour. Yep. Just maybe that. Then I got to upload, do the, do, the, do the descriptions, all that. Maybe another 45 in an hour. So two hours just to do that. Just to do the audio right now, okay? That's not counting the setup time because of everything tore down from fucking Yuma. Yeah. So it's another fucking hour and a half of setup. Yeah. With yep. the cameras and everything. Then I do the camera, per, you know, like, so for me, it's like four, a four to five hour mission. Yeah. So like for you, it's probably a couple hours just to record it, go back, put it up, whatever you got to do, you know? Easily in time away from the family. Like, especially after being gone all weekend, you got to do a podcast the next night. It's not always the night. <laughs> hey, babe, a uh, podcast tonight. <laughs> and people don't yeah. know. Sometimes people don't want to talk. True. Some guys are tough, tough interviews, but. And it's not their fault or anyone's no. fault. It's just more like. You, you fuck. They just don't want to talk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nothing mm-hmm. to it. But remember one thing that I told you earlier when we were back in your house. Like, I feel like the angler that has both content and does well in the in your you know as your profile, those guys are going to be way more successful than just the guy that fishes good. Yep. Look at Brandon Polinick, bro. That's what I was going to say right now. <laughs> he absolutely kills it. And he is the most Zaldane popular. too. Zaldane too. Yeah. yeah, but Polinick's probably one of the most popular oh, bass fishermen yeah. right now. And yeah, Wheeler yeah. too. Wheeler yeah. puts a ton of energy. Like the guys that do it, kill it, and they they benefit from it. And I benefit from it in a small way too, not in their level, but yeah. Do you do a lot with social media, Anthony, or not really? Um, I I was big on YouTube, and then uh, once fire season started, it kind of died off. And uh, but eventually, I'm gonna have to get back into it because that's one thing that. Once I started getting companies reaching out that I agreed with saying that I'm going to produce some content for them. So, uh, bullshit, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I, I mean, I try to post on Instagram regularly and yeah. YouTube regularly, but it's hard. Look at him laugh. Dude, it's, it's hard. Because it's hard. It's like, do you, do you see, like, some of these pros' Instagrams, I'm like, they're shit. And I, I, I get it, but they're sticks. They're yeah. the best. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't give that guy shit. Your your proofs in the pudding, dude. Mm-hmm. You're fucking catching them. You're you're winning tournaments. Yep. There shouldn't be a need for you to really yep. do that. But people like, and nothing against Guggen, they change the game, dude. You know what I'm saying? Hundred yeah. percent. So I get it, but I, I do think it's bullshit. That's like, probably why your mic's green, huh? Uh-huh. Like, he's a Guggen. I love the Guggen. He likes Guggen. <laughs> he likes Guggen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me give you guys another question. This will be a good one. Let me see what we got from Adam. Okay. Good old Adam. Let's see. Are there many West Coast kayak anglers that would like to travel to the Southeast U.S. to fish but just can't do to logistics? 100%. 100%. Yeah. 115%. I mean, it's not cheap, especially now that gas, gas is, is crazy. Yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. That's why I'm so passionate about creating opportunities for us to at least have a shot at going to these championships with some points to compete against the guys that have multiple opportunities. Is ABA connected to anything back east? KBF. KBF is, not the ABA, though. ABA ABA and KBF this year. So, like, when we were at Lower Otai last week, it was an ABA-KBF dual event. So you get the same points to go. Same points. We we fish the turn the both the tournaments at the same exact time on the same exact body of water. That's what I mean by dual events. So like this weekend and at San V the the last weekend we had ABA KBF same tournaments. We're gonna probably lose them right here, huh? We had ABA Ironman, <laughs> ABA Ironman. I saw two that. Days. Yes. Saturday was a KBF trail event solo. Sunday was a KBF trail event solo, and then at the same time there's a KBF Pro Series both days two days. So there was four events going on at so one time. So do you time. have to do you have to measure and send in to different applications? So or that's tall? why we went. We knew we were going to team up with KBF. So KBF uses Fishing Chaos, not Turning X. So we went to Fishing Chaos. So that way it was easier for anglers to just submit one fish okay. to all the different tournaments. So this entry fee for this weekend was seven hundred and ten dollars. What the fuck? And we had seventeen of the f- of the thirty four. Seventeen of the thirty four do the seven hundred and ten. Because you didn't have to get into all of it. And then we had 34 do about 500 because they got into some of them. But guys that How got about into this? all Did of them. Did anyone win everything? Bucks. No. No, but there was uh, there was one angler who took second and, and took first in the pro series. And and then there was Who was that? Dom, my, our buddy Dominic Doan. Dominic. And then. You can't even get him fucking credit. Come on, Shane. No, I get yeah, him credit. Dominic yeah, Doan. Yeah, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Double digit angler, Dominic Doan. He, oh, I knew that. I've yeah, seen that yeah, yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so how much is that payout? I think he probably won maybe around four grand. Don't That's look at me. Bad. I don't know. I wasn't oh, there, bro. Something like four that. Four grand. I mean, yeah. Fuck. Four grand. And then uh, our other friend Steve won a trail event and took first in the ABA. He probably won five grand. So and ABA payout's pretty good. ABA and KBF both combined is a good payout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, we got some good payouts with the dual events stuff going on, you know? That's so, not bad at all. Yeah. You know who's done pretty good is Rachel Uribe, huh? Yeah. She's she's a great angler. Don't She's great. <laughs> Don't give me that fucking yeah. No, she is. She's good. She's really no, good. No, I mean, I, she's, 
I give her. I give her full credit. The, she's one of the uh, only women I've had on the show. Like, because I for know sure. she can fish. You know what I'm saying? She you can know, fish, no doubt. Yeah. I give her a ton of respect for coming out. Like, the only girl. Sometimes we have another um, girl by the name of Jeanette. She comes out too. Sometimes, but is she like, pretty good too as well. She's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they and catch it's, fish. It's cool yeah. just to see women get out and Heck try yeah. to do something different. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like fuck. <laughs> It's shitty to say, and I always say this every episode. It's like most of the time, it's just some girl in a bikini, just you know, yeah. posing with fish. Yeah, fat titties, fat ass. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, huge respect to Rachel and Jeanette and all the girls that come out and fish. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I agree, and it's crazy to see that um, the girl back east, what's a Midwest or Christine Fisher. So, she's, dude, she's killing it, right? Yeah, she's a freaking hammer. And yeah. she's, like, up there with the dudes, like, top three mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, 100%. That's wild. She's, like, full. Like, when I saw her on that AFCO commercial, I was, like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's with, like, Jason Christie and, like, all these different people. I'm just, like, jeez, man. She's goals. got it going on for sure. All right. Here's another one. Let's go. So, you guys don't. So. This is a good one because Adam would, would ask this question because he would be doing this. If saltwater wasn't a fishing option in California, you think you'd see more bass anglers? And I think that's a good good opinion because like how in the many, kayak? In the kayak? Yes. Because I feel like you see a lot. There's a shitload of saltwater kayak anglers. For instance, you know who Matt Moyer is? Matt Moyer is part of the Ballast Point fishing team. They used to have like 30, 40, 50 dudes fishing yellowtail bass out in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? If you think about those guys transferring yeah. to, to just doing freshwater, you'd have 100 filled. Yeah. Know? I mean, I'd love it if they would come out. Yeah. <laughs> this was, a, I mean, this was years ago. I'm, I'm trying to get him back on to kind of talk about the kayak series. Yeah. And there was another guy, uh, Brian Sander from LK Lures, did the same thing. So, like, there's there's potential there. It's just... How do you lock this all down? Do you think because we have so much different, so mu- a big fishery, like where you could do the salt, you can do, you could fish bay, you could fish yellowtail, you could look at Lipke. Yeah. Fishing yellowtail off La Jolla. Like it's, so it's like, he, there's so many different options. It's like, yeah, it, it kind of kills the field for the kayak a little bit. You think? Like I said, dude, I, I don't know the secret formula or why everything's the way it is right now but like i just i just hope the more that that we continue to provide these opportunities out here on the west coast and you know for the longest time especially in socal there was only club events down here and like every so often a kbf trail would come through so there wasn't really anything like not worth time but like it's really tough for some of us to like drive all the way down to san diego that live up here in la for two hours of driving plus two hours back and then you fish against 60 guys and you only win like 400 bucks you know what i mean like it's just yeah it's it's hard to justify sometimes so like to your wife exactly well no (laughs) and that's if you that's only if you win that's only if you win like you take fifth place and you win 30 bucks i'm like you know what i mean like yeah it's fun and stuff but like it's hard to dedicate a bunch of time and energy so that's why i feel like the more we provide opportunities that's worth people that's worth people's time hopefully over the next few years we're going to see a growth in the in the sport like makes sense. At, a, at a higher level so um this is a good one our kayak uh our kayak anglers fishing offshore more are beating the bank go ahead ants now that people are starting to put live scope on their kayaks i think offshore is a 
a big player into all the tournaments that we do. Was it a waste I mean, of time previously? Offshore? Yeah. No, I mean, it's just harder. It's yeah. I mean, there's no I, way to there's no way to anchor up on a on a point or something, something like. Well, that. no, you could do a spot lock. Our, our kayaks have. Yeah. I mean, my kayak has spot lock. His has that pinpoint stuff that's not as accurate as spot lock. <laughs> it's spot lock. Are you guys sponsored by different uh, trolling motor companies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you sponsored by, Anthony? Uh, Johnson Outdoors, which is Minn Kota. Motor Guide. All right. I get it. I yeah. got, but I got the, Minn Kota. In yeah. the kayak, though, in the kayak, though, Motor Guide, Minn Kota, it's Motor Guide all day. In the bass boat world, Minn I don't know because I think I see better. a lot of yeah. old towns as opposed to bona fide. Yeah, and but old, they only they only. Hey, go, I heard about Old Town a lot yeah. more. That owns Old Town's yeah. like a big. I know, but that's back east, right? A little more. They only go three point eight miles an hour though. <laughs> it's so fun. If you go to any lake in Southern California, you're gonna see Old Towns. You're not gonna see bona fides. <laughs> it's true. Okay, well let's get back to the fucking question, Anthony. Look how much um, hate you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, offshore definitely. <laughs> The people that are fishing offshore definitely increased after LiveScope started becoming a, a a thing for kayaks. I mean, uh, before, yeah, people would fish offshore, but you don't know what you're looking. I mean, yeah, you know there's a rock pile out there. You know there's a grass line out there. But after LiveScope hit the kayak scene, I mean, you know exactly what's out there. You know if there's fish on those rock piles. And, uh, I mean, it's true. I mean, the freaking uh, – the tournament that I did well on, it was live. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was live scope that helped me Fucking find that cheater, that friggin' offshore structure. <laughs> um, and I mean, for most of these people that are doing well in tournaments now, you gotta be to be competitive. It makes it, sense. It sucks. It sucks yeah. that you have to get. Li- I mean, it doesn't suck. It's cool. It's it's a friggin'. It's cool, it's but innovation. the problem is, it makes it makes a bit friendly to the regular dude mm-hmm. hard because it's like oh yeah 100%. why am i gonna spend that 400 bucks yeah to fish against a dude that has a fifteen thousand dollar kayak exactly that's what i was getting at earlier yeah, yeah. yeah. but i mean to now to be competitive you need live scope live scope or mega 360 and uh because i work just, i work at a um kayak shop down in san diego i do their social media and marketing it's oex what shop is it oex okay they have a shot shop in a sunset beach too mm-hmm. okay um but i mostly do their stuff down in san diego because they do all their rigging and stuff down there and Carrie Peeler and Brent, they do an incredible job rigging out kayaks down. Like they've done some sick kayaks. If you okay. guys want to go check out some really crazy kayaks, go to kayak fish supplies on YouTube and you can see a couple of the $15,000 kayaks that we rigged up. Wow. Yeah. So, um, anyways, like where I was getting at that is like, we, we've been fortunate enough to kind of be almost ahead of each trend. What I mean by that is, is like when the bow mount motor guide thing, first started going on we came up with a way to stow and deploy it from our seat instead of like crawling up on your hands and knees and like putting it down and then like being a mess we came up with a little system to pull it and release it from the seat yeah yeah so we 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 were ahead of that trend and then also with this live scope thing going on like we were able to a now a lot of guys are running double graphs on their on their kayaks yep so we started to promote that and we got hooked up with this company called fishing specialties they do uh, transducer pulls for active target and live scope. Okay. So we're a supplier for them and we've been doing, doing a ton of installs on live scope and active target. And like, it's just been cool to kind of, so not only just be an angler, but like I'm also involved in the in, like kayak industry a little yeah, bit. So yeah, I can, yeah. I'm able to see a lot of okay. stuff. It's just been fun to kind of see the trends come, you know, and like yeah. having a shop dedicated to like rigging it out. It's like taking your boat to like whatever your favorite, like, um, I don't my know. favorite installer is me because I redid my boat. It cost me nine thousand dollars. 
<laughs> yeah. It's just super cool, like, seeing these guys bring their kayaks No, in. I get what you're they saying. They have this dream in their head, and then Carrie does it, and then it's just so cool to, like, see, see like, a kayak, like, transformed into, like, these little, like, Especially boats. if someone's, like, serious, that serious about yeah. it. Where it's like, hey, this is my shit. Yeah. I'm going to tournament fish. I want it to be, like, the big boys. And another thing that I tell guys, see, like, $15,000 is probably, like, the really, really high end. $10,000 is probably a little bit more average of, like, a really nice kayak setup. Um, but you got to remember, it takes time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you get the kayak for a couple grand, like, three or four grand, whatever. No, but when I'm talking, like, these numbers, I'm also talking, like, you have, like, a, a Garmin 9-inch um, screen or a Lowrance 9-inch screen. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's, that's what true. I got on my fucking boat, Lowrance, like, an I mean, HDS3. I have a 9-inch yeah. and a, an 8-inch Hummingbird. Dude, my, father, my father-in-law has a Lowrance HDS Live 12. It's too much, bro. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is for ten thousand dollars, you can have the best electronics well, on that, your kayak. So, so okay. If you had a if boat, you're gonna it'd be go, like eighty if grand. You're gonna go, like, okay, it's just like the bare minimum. Yeah, you're looking at five grand, probably. Like three. With like, there you go. That's that's yeah. a little better. But if you're looking at like, I want the Vexus. Yeah. You're looking at ten, fifteen grand. Easy. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But you're getting like super nice electronics yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got everything. You got to yeah. do. This, this, can I only... can tell this guy's ready to fucking get uh, it going. Uh, yeah, I got I got to split. Let's uh let's close this up. We're we're at about an hour and a half, so yeah. we're looking good. Let's plug sponsors for Shane, then we'll do Anthony. Okay. Uh man, I thank you for having us on the show, Of man. course, man. Appreciate this was, it. Hey, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It super cool. fun. <laughs> I got the whole mic thing down now. Sucking it. Getting some fat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, getting some kayak content out there, even in like the world of casting crank and stuff, it's just going to help the sport. So I appreciate that. Of course. And uh, um, I want to thank my wife for supporting me in all my, my endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw it in there. Hey, I what a puto. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby. I love you, baby. I love you so much, bro. baby. <laughs> wow. I do the same no, thing. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Like just having time away from the house and everything, I got to throw, throw it in there. Wow. So, uh, um, Got to throw it in there. So, Motor Guide, I want to thank Motor Guide. Helped me stay on the spot all day. Um, Got to thank Motor Guide for sure. Uh, Bonafide Kayaks is my is my kayak sponsor. Dakota Lithium, Lowrance, Rogue Fishing. Uh, man, there's Cash, cash and Rods, um, One Objective, Kayak Fish Supplies, OEX San Diego. If you guys are looking to get your boat rigged out, please give Carrie and those guys a call. They do a great job. And that's about it. And all my boys down in SoCal. Uh, we got we're, we've been having a great year this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know five ten of us travel out east to the KBF National Championship and make a shot at the ten house out there in uh, Kentucky Lake. So is that and they, you guys want everyone to go to the ABA KBF stuff? More than like, well, this is I'm talking about like the KBF. But stuff, I mean, but yeah. I want people like if people want to join for locally, sure. like in San Diego. I mean, ABA for sure, SoCal, ABA. Okay. Um, if you're in Northern California, we do NorCal events too up okay. there, but like if you're in Northern California, Wild West and California Bass Nation, okay. Yakabass, they hold great okay. events too, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, so I always mess Get closer to that fucking mic. I think, uh, oh, yeah, you could. Oh, it's cutting off. Fuck Uh-oh. with the, 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 um, the cable. I think it's fucked up. The other cable. Testing one, two. Hold on. Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. there you go. All right. So I always jack this up whenever I do podcasts or anything. But uh, how many podcasts have you done? I don't know. Two. Two. <laughs> Who's <laughs> else podcast you done? Who's, who else fucking podcast? Mine. Bass on fishing. Oh, well, that guy's Thanks. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I forgot to plug my best on Sushi Podcast. Well, guess what? Thank God I'm you sorry, got a good you fucking up. friend to fucking plug it. I did that. That was purposely until you made it all cringy now. All right, go ahead. But uh, yeah, no, I got to make a huge shout out to my chick, Mandy. Because uh, this guy chick thinks you his wife. You guys are such fucking pussies. <laughs> At least it was my wife, bro, not my chick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my girl, my whatever, dude. My Haina, my Luka. I'm, I'm not white, bro. I can't my say ride or die, <laughs> homie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mandy, uh, I got to give a huge shout out to the dudes at the station because, I mean, without the du- the support at the station, I mean, Engine 23 at Rincon Station, you guys are you guys are the, the shit. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I didn't give him a shout out last time, so I got to give him a shout out this For time. Sure. I mean, uh, if you know any wildland firefighters out there, I mean, they, they put up with some stuff. So, I mean, all the support we get is awesome. And, uh, I mean... My main sponsor this year was uh, Johnson Outdoors, which is Old Town Kayak and Canoe. And uh, they helped me a ton this at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. which let me travel and follow my dreams, which, I mean, one day I would like to pursue this tournament fishing stuff full time. Uh, Dakota Lithium, like Shane's my partner on Dakota Lithium. I mean, they power everything from my freaking phone to my kayak to my fish finders, everything. Uh, I-Rod. Steve from Taco Shack USA. I mean, uh, whenever I need anything, I just hit up Steve and I, I mean, he hooks me up. I oh, mean, yeah. if you guys are in Sunland, California, anywhere near Sunland or somewhere, California, go check out uh, Taco Shack USA. And uh, they got the giant, the biggest Gary Yamamoto wall that you'll ever see. Or I've never <laughs> seen. I've been to a lot of taco shops and I mean, they got everything Gary Yamamoto makes. Uh, Boondocks USA, Sims Fishing. I mean, Sims Apparel is amazing. Uh, I didn't really think like apparel company was like anything until I tried out Sims and their rain gear is top notch. And uh, I think that's it. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but sorry if you <laughs> if you guys are. Hey, it's, it's cool to out. see someone from the Latina X community uh, <laughs> <laughs> do hey, so good on hey, the trail. No, it's true, though, because a lot of people trip out that I'm from East L.A. and they're like, what the fuck fool you fish? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I mean. It's it's yeah. always cool to see like that's why I go like with Manny Chi, mm-hmm. you know Manny Chi mm-hmm. is yeah. So like all the Mexican dudes like yeah. I'm a fucking coconut. I'm not. I can't speak Spanish, <laughs> but I'm dark as shit. So yeah. I get put in the. So yeah. when dudes are Mexican, it's like oh, those are my brown brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm I like, mean, I'm hey, white, when, but I'm white, but I'm Mexican. Went, when he <laughs> went, a, when he went a KBF trail, I'll, I'll we'll maybe end with this. But he went a KBF trail and he was on like the KBF podcast, which was like a, their big podcast. Yeah. Chad was like, where are you from? And he goes, L.A. And Chad goes, bro, there's fishing in L.A.? (laughs) (laughs) Like, where do you fish? Like, Yeah, I mean. So you got a town where you're from East Los. Like, like fucking blood in, blood out, bro. Belvedere Park, Lincoln Park, and Echo Park, dude. (laughs) Well, hey, I really had a fun time. Thanks for coming on. Hopefully we can do this again maybe like six months. Yeah, I'm down. uh, Have another fun one. Maybe bring some other guys on. Have a bigger round table. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you.